Well, the plan is to talk about a couple movies today, maybe three, and I'll save a couple, and I might save a movie or two for later, for next week's episode, just in case I don't see anything else. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to talk about a couple movies to get today, and uh, maybe another topic or two. Let's get started. Movie theaters are supposed to, I think movie, major movie chains are supposed to, are now planning to open in July. I don't know if I want to go. Uh, you know, just two hours, two plus hours in an enclosed space, other people, well, an enclosed space, other people, and there's no vaccine for this COVID-19 coronavirus, and uh, I'm just not sure that I really want to go. Also, I'm going to be interested to see how this works because right now I think theaters are allowed to be open, but they can only be open at 25% capacity. So unless the capacity increases, I'm not sure that there's a financial motive to open, really, because... I, I, as I say, I don't know as much about the movie business as I sometimes think I do. So I don't know how much it costs each day to run the projectors. Like, the electricity bill to run the projectors. Uh, each day, multiple times a day. And the uh, the cost of, open, of operating a theater each day. I, I just don't know what it is. So, um... But I kind of think, yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I just don't know if I'm going to want to go back to theaters when they open right away. You know, just a thought. Dead Collectors is out digitally, and it's good. This is a sequel to the Scott Atkins, Louis Mandelard movie, The Debt Collector. In that movie, they played French and Sue. Uh, Atkins played a British guy named French. It's kind of weird. And, uh, Mandalore played a washed-up boxer named Sue. And they were collecting debts for a guy named Tommy. I guess Tommy was a loan shark, but we didn't. They, you know, I don't know they ever used that phrase exactly, but... So they were going around Los Angeles collecting money for Tommy... Getting into fights, getting shot at, and basically making and then you know it was it was kind of fun, uh, and now a couple of years later there's a sequel, and and they're going back getting into fight getting into more fights collecting more debts, but there are some nice character moments. The fights are pretty good. Uh, the director is Jesse V. Johnson. He also directed Atkins and the Debt Collector, Accident, Accident Man, Avengement, Triple Threat, and a couple more movies, I believe. So they've made some good movies together over the years. You know. Uh, Mandalore and Atkins have a nice chemistry. Um... And, you know, 
it's uh, it's a ple- it's it's a nice little movie. I mean, it's a it's an enjoyable movie. Nice, maybe not, because you know they're beating pe- they're collecting debts and beating people up. So nice is probably the wrong word. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. Uh, so. I think Atkins' next movie is a movie called Legacy of Lies, where he's a CIA agent betrayed by uh, a former colleague. You know, the traditional CIA agent movie. But, maybe it'll, yeah, it'll probably, it could be good. Who knows? 1998's Mask of Zorro stars Antonio Banderas, Anthony Hopkins, from Catherine Zeta-Jones. It featured music by James Horner. It was good. The music was good too, but the film was good. Uh, James Horner is a composer. He's known for a lot of movies. But also, I think he did like the... He did a couple... He, I think he did a couple of the Star Trek movies. And also, I think Battle Beyond the Stars. I'd have to check on Battle Beyond the Stars, but I'm, I think he did. So yeah, this is pretty good. Anthony Hopkins plays Zorro when the movie starts. And uh, at one point, he decides to train Antonio Banderas' character to take over the role. Catherine Zeta-Jones is his his daughter who was taken away from him and raised by the evil Spanish governor. So... um, she has a nice chemistry with Banderas. Banderas, I don't think I've seen him better in anything uh, than than he was in this. I mean, I guess I'm not the expert on Banderas, but I just don't think he's ever been better. So there's that. I, I did really like this one. It's it's good. It's a little longer than I remembered, but that's the only real negative. I've got the new Blu-ray and uh, 4K, and I only watched it on the Blu-ray, but still, it looks good. And it came with a dig- and so that was nice. Uh, one of the villains later ended up in TV as as the Reverse Flash, so that's kind of funny. But, you know, not not a bad thing. It's just it's a, just a thing. It's just after seeing this sort of... Three, two things come to mind. One, that Legend of Zorro, the sequel, must be really bad. Because I don't remember it at all. And that movie's not that old. That's a 2003 movie. I'm sure I've seen it, but that that sequel that sequel must be bad, pretty bad. I must have erased all memory from my mind. Second, I don't understand why it's that why they could do a very why they could do a good Zorro movie, but Robin Hood movies and King Arthur movies have been struggling. I. I there's probably there's probably a luck there's probably a little bit of luck involved and a little bit of random chance. But it just seems kinda of funny. It's like you know, 
They made a good Zoro movie. Why is it so hard to make a good Robin Hood? But that's, that, I guess, that's just a thing. But yeah, and this is good. Uh, I've already loaned it out to one person, got it back, so. And, uh, I've, so I think I've got, I, I, I recommend it, and I'm glad that I bought it. I'm not going to rewatch The Legend of Zoro anytime soon. Uh, I just, I, I just, I'm, 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 I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take some critics' word that it's bad. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I, I won't get to it for a while. Maybe later in the end of the year, if I'm still curious how bad it really is, I might get to it. But right now, no plans. I rewatched Pretty Pink for the first time since I uh, found out that the ending had been changed. Apparently, there was an original ending of the movie where Andy, Molly Ringwald's character, ended up with John Cryer's character, Ducky. But but there was a disastrous test shooting, and uh, the, the audience didn't buy it. I mean, there was a disastrous test screening, and the audience didn't buy it, and so they reshot the ending. Uh, so it's it's, it's kind of interesting to watch the movie after having, after knowing that because the ending works. The uh, the new end, I get the the uh, the ending that wasn't the uh, traditional. The ending works. I mean. The uh, ending where Andy ends up with Ducky would read would read false because none of the the movie just wasn't going for that, and it's kind of interesting to me that they didn't shoot anything out. They didn't reshoot any other part of the movie, just the ending because that ending seems to line up so perfectly with the story. It's not like they. It's not like they didn't go back in and shoot something else to make up. Andrew McCarthy's uh, character Blaine more likable or they didn't go back and shoot anything to make John Cryer's Ducky a little less likable um, on the subject of Ducky gosh that sounds strange but okay let's, let's just go I like John Cryer's performance I think John Cryer's really good in the role I also think Ducky can be a little bit much, but I I I do think, oh, I think in a less talented hands, Ducky would have been all out insufferable. So, yeah. No, but the movie's still good. The movie still holds up, and. Uh, so that's that's interesting. The soundtrack's still good. You know the uh, the sometimes you watch an older you watch a movie you haven't seen for a while, and and you sort of and uh, and little things start to bother you about the movie that you never really thought about before, or things just don't seem to fit as well as you would think they should. But no, Pretty in Pink still holds up. It's just kind of funny that 
Well, maybe fun is the wrong word. It's interesting to me that the the movie's ending was reshot because I've seen movies where endings were reshot and and maybe it's because I didn't learn about this until years later. This reshooting, but this this ending makes this this ending makes sense, and the other alternative ending doesn't make sense. So I guess those are my thoughts. For the three leads of Pretty in Pink, Molly Ringwald was the first choice for her part. John Cryer and uh, Andrew McCarthy were not the first choice. At one point, I think they wanted Anthony Michael Hall to be um, to be Ducky, and then another point, I think they was uh, they were interested in Robert Downey Jr. Tells you how old this film is, but still. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Robert Downey. Uh, I, nothing. I'm kidding. But you know what I mean. He he. Yeah. But yeah, the, at one point they wanted Robert Downey Jr. And maybe just because I've seen the film multiple times, it's just really hard to imagine anyone else as Ducky. Because it, I don't know, it might have been interesting if Robert Downey Jr. was Ducky. Because then maybe that, but I think Junior, Robert Downey is a different guy than Cryer. He would have projected a different energy. I just... I don't know. I just it, it. I don't know if it worked. And uh, Andrew McCarthy. I think the producers wanted somebody more uh, jockey, more uh, traditionally, a little bit more jockey. Somebody, I guess, like the guy from uh, Sixteen Candles. Somebody, I guess, more traditionally. Um, well, that's gonna sound insulting. I have nothing. I have nothing against Andrew McCarthy, but you know what I mean. A little bit more jockey, a little bit more heartthrobby than Andrew McCarthy. And although McCarthy's probably done better stuff in other movies, I thought he was pretty good at this at times. I mean, he wasn't... I mean, obviously, he wasn't as good as, um... You know, he wasn't as good as Ringwald or, um... Or Cryer, but... It's not like it's not like he was terrible. It's just interesting that they the producers didn't want the producers didn't want McCarthy. They wanted someone else, uh, or a different type. And Ringwald fought, and Ringwald kind of pushed for McCarthy. So that's interesting. I I, I find that interesting. So yeah. Um. This is an interesting movie. Uh, I I recommend this movie. I've got the, I've got I've got the special edition Blu-ray on order. Uh, I know. I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but we'll see. Yep. But yeah, I just think Pretty in Pink's pretty interesting. I guess. Or fair. <laughs> oh. Uh, maybe one day I'll do an episode about which what are the best John Hughes movies and why. Uh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. 
I'm pretty sure someone, someone's podcast has already done that. But I guess I can consider it as an option. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, uh, everyone stay safe out there. Uh, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.